It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. GM surveys are out and the Orlando Magic are fairly represented as one of the teams on the rise. We'll go over what the results are and how the Magic are kind of reacting to it. Plus, Wendell Carter's big shooting performance put into a little bit more context and what to look for in Thursday's second preseason game. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 12th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman. I am the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Magic's presence in the various GM polls that have come out, how the Magic are starting to make waves and starting to get some national notice, at least from the GMs, which they should probably be ahead of where ESPN and all those places are. We'll get to that coming up here in a minute. Plus, Wendell Carter's big shooting performance on Tuesday in more context and what to look for against the Cavs tonight uh, in the second preseason game of the season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. We are... We're in preseason mode. We're, you know, we're thinking about a lot of different things. Predictions are running wild. I'll... I think I think y'all know where I stand on what I think is going to happen for the Magic this season, but I will set my predictions and expectations more formally so that freezing cold takes can put it on reserve. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit closer to the season. We're going to let the preseason play out, get get a sense of of where this team is at. Uh, I I don't think much is going to change, but but th- that's me. We are getting predictions from everybody at this point. Um, you know, again. That's that time of year, and 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 we're gonna, you know, we'll 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 get to that too. Um, but obviously, the Orlando Magic are not a team that's always front and center in these predictions. In fact, we've gone through several predictions. We've gone through several uh, iterations of these that very clear that, that very clearly don't have the Magic maybe in proper context or are maybe too pessimistic. I, I think last week we talked about the John Hollinger thing. We talked about the ESPN Plus. Uh, uh, statistical-based predictions, um, and a little bit why I think they're just really off-base. Um, to me, 
Uh, I think ESPN's writers predicted a 38-win season, which was maybe on the pessimistic side, but realistic. I was like, okay, that makes sense. They're in the play-in. I'll, I'll accept that. Um, the the, the stat-based projection had the Magic at 36 wins, um, which is their over-under number, coincidentally. Um, but even that admitted like, hey, they're just – aren't a lot of numbers to back up what the magic are doing. There's a lot of bad mixed, bad mixed in because this is a team that's rebuilding from scratch. And, and that team, that model favors more experience and the magic just don't have a lot of experience. Um, you know, it, I, I've heard some people say, I, I don't know if the magic could do it. You know, there's, they've only have so many quality minutes and I'm just like, yeah, cause they're all young. They haven't played. And, and when they have played, they played for relatively bad teams. You know, we're, 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 we're betting a little bit on the future here. And that's the big takeaway now as we get to the GM polls. Um, every year, NBA the NBA takes a poll of the 30 GMs. They vote on various awards who they think are the favorites to win the championship. Um, you know, who's going to win MVP? Uh, a whole bunch, uh, a whole bunch of different things. Um, they will they will vote on everything and. There are certainly some some appearances for the Orlando Magic, and they're in the areas where you expect them to occur. Which player is most likely to have a breakout season in 2023-24? 23% of GMs had Anthony Edwards. 13% have Franz Wagner. 7% have Paolo Bancaro. I don't know how you measure breakout season, but there you go. That's that's certainly more than a couple more than a couple, it's, that's a pretty, that's a fairly, I wouldn't say significant, but that's a fairly big amount believing in this Magic Young group. Um, Hoops Hype did their own executive poll, I, uh, polling 25 NBA executives, and on their list of top breakout candidates was Franz Wagner, who got 34.4%, narrowly beating out Kate Cunningham, who was not on the NBA.com list. Um, but, you know, again, I wouldn't technically I wouldn't come out here and say, okay, this is gospel. This is who this team is gonna be. Um, but from from league executives, you know, the NBA.com poll is league GMs, hoopsite is 25 NBA executives, so it's you know, potentially GMs, it's potentially scouts, it's potentially people in front offices. There is very clearly a belief that the magic are working with something. You know, maybe we don't quite know what it is yet. Maybe we don't know what the ceiling is of it yet, but they're working with something. In fact, Orlando appears two other times in the NBA GM survey. Which team will be most improved in 2023-24? Oklahoma City Thunder had 30%. That is what? 30% of 30 is 10? Um, no, 30% of 30, yeah, is 10. Uh, so 10 GMs voted for the Thunder. The Magic come in at 10%. So three GMs think the Magic will be the most improved team in 2023-24. Um, and finally, for this case, um, Jamal Mosley also received a vote for who, which coach is best at motivating. Um, which team has the most promising young core? Yolanda Magic got 7% of that vote. If I'm not mistaken, that would be two people voting for the Orlando Magic. This is all to say... That if we look at this team and, and, and we look at the way that they're developing and the season that they appear to be setting up, it does seem like the Magic do have something going. Or, or that DMs around the league are beginning to recognize like, hey, this Magic team's got something. 
The other big piece of information um, or news is ESPN and their writers got together to rank the top 100 players uh, in the NBA. Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro were two of the biggest climbers. Um, in fact, Franz Wagner climbed from, uh, I think, in the 80s last year to 52. Uh, actually, no, uh, Franz Wagner was unranked last year. He climbed to 52. And Paolo Bancaro climbed from somewhere in the 80s to 30. That's right. They have Paolo Bancaro as the number 30 player in the NBA. Trey Young is a 29 to give you a sense of where he fits into, into the bigger scheme. This is, again, to say... There are real expectations for this team to develop. There are real expectations for this team to grow and and for this team to make a difference this season. That's ultimately what we're talking about here. The Magic are getting votes in these GM polls and these executive polls because there is a belief in what they're capable of doing and who they can ultimately be. Uh, and, And whether that starts to come together this year or not is... Certainly something I think a lot of the league is expecting. If you watch the Magic's game against the Pelicans last uh, Tuesday night um, to open the preseason, uh, and Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels, again, I thought did an excellent job. I think they 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 understood the assignment. You know, They understood that they were uh, going to be airing in front of Magic fans, and, and they, they put the Magic over pretty well, um, these wrestling parlance. Um, they spoke very infor- informed about this Magic team and said, hey, this is a young, te- young team that is growing and is going to be competitive in the Eastern Conference this year. Um, I think everyone around the league understands that this Magic team is building something. But I think Paolo Bancaro, uh, when, when Dade Savage is with the team in Cleveland right now, um, when he you know, talked to Paolo about this ESPN rank honor being number 30, Paolo, I think, had the right response ultimately. Paolo Bancaro said, you know, it's great. I'm I'm appreciative to be uh, thought of among that class of player, among that group of players, but we got to prove it on the court. And and something that's going to happen this year or something that we hope to do as a team this year is prove things on the court, prove who we can be on the court and, and, and show the rest of the league what we're about. The league's GMs know it's coming. Um, you know, again, they, they, they're, you know, like all predictions, there are some freezing cold takes, cold takes there. Um, always, you know, you can't fully predict the future, but very, very clearly there is enough to build around and enough to, to say like, okay, the magic are cooking with gas a little bit right now. They have something to work with and we'll just see what that something ends up being. As much as Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner are big pieces of this puzzle and, and can ultimately help this team get to a higher level, it's going to be the role players that get them there. We're going to talk about one role, one high-level role player. I think role player may be a little disrespectful to say, but why one of their starters did something really interesting and promising in Tuesday's game. We'll get to Wendell Carter coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for... Quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Um, NFL season is here. And if you're trying to get in on the action this fall, get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So now, right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And so... So, you know, obviously Paolo and Franz are going to get a lot of attention. Um, they're the stars on this team. And, 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 you know, we talked a little bit about them yesterday uh, in, in the preseason, in their first preseason game. They both looked very comfortable, I would say. Um, it, it did not look like they were really pushing themselves too hard. They picked their spots. They did some good things. They generally did some good things. They're about getting themselves into them. They know their role on this team. They know that's, that, that, that they're going to be able to reach into that reserve. They know how to work off each other. I'm not worried. You know, again, we'll kind of see how they play uh, on Thursday and, and and what that ends up looking like. Um, the real key, you know, uh, the real key to this season is how everyone else kind of steps their game up. Um, you know, we're expecting this team to have some depth, and and, and that's going to help this team tremendously too to get through the ups and downs. Um, I will admit, and, and and then someone called me out on it after the game on on Tuesday, which fair, fair, call me out on it. Um, uh, I will admit I am I don't I don't know the right word to use. It's it's not skeptic. It's not it's definitely not doubter. I like I like Wendell Carter a lot. I think he's a very, very good player. Um I think it's ridiculous that ESPN did not have him in their top 100 players. Um I think he is absolutely one of the top 100 players. Most of these top 100 lists we're seeing do you have at least Wendell Carter, if not Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz in their top 100. Wendell Carter is a center that everybody around the league is sleeping on. My only concern is about what it looks like in the playoffs and whether his style of, his style of defense, his style of play matches a, a playoff style of play. Um, and again, that's something I want him to prove. Um, someone had said, oh, you're a, you're a Wendell Carter hater. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not a Wendell Carter hater. This is not hate. This is a challenge. I am throwing down the gauntlet and saying, I want Wendell Carter to prove me, prove me to me that he can be something. And the only way to prove it is to get to the playoffs. Um, one area though, that he did take or did appear to take a very big step on, uh, let's, let's, let's start at the beginning. One area where he has taken a huge step since he joined the Orlando magic is with a shooting. When the magic got him from the Chicago bulls, um, one of the criticisms of the early window Carter days is that he just was a, frankly, people said he was afraid to shoot. 
that he didn't really want to shoot the ball, that he was just constantly questioning himself. And, and some of that comes from um, the coaching changes and the coaches that he had in Chicago. Um, um, uh, um, but coming to Orlando gave him that fresh start, and he started to really expand his game. Last year, Carter was a solid three-point shooter. I don't want to quite say excellent three-point shooter. Um, you know, I, I will again, this is kind of where I sit sometimes. Um, I think that he sometimes shot, uh, leaned on his three-pointer too much instead of getting in the paint. I am still very much a traditional center guy. Um, but Carter shot a career high, uh, shot a career high 35.6% from three, career best 1.4 makes per game, career bet, career high 3.9 attempts per game. This is a player, you know, when a player increases their volume and their efficiency, that's usually a sign that a player has gotten significantly better. And obviously what he showed us on Tuesday night, making four or five three-pointers was really impressive, especially getting those two three-pointers in the corner, specifically the right corner. I'll explain why that's important here in a minute. We all obviously know that the biggest weakness for this Magic team is their shooting, is their outside shooting. They do not have a lot of knockdown three-point shooters. And it's frankly, again, I say this all the time, your ability to make three, the importance of your ability to make threes is not necessarily always your ability to make threes. It is the defense's perception of you making threes. It is whether the defense will guard you at the three-point line when you don't have the ball, whether you have some gravity so that you can create attacks uh, to, the, to the basket. Clearly the Magic's whole defensive, our whole offensive philosophy right now is we've got to get in the paint. We got to get downhill. We got to find ways to create space so that a Marco Fultz, a Paolo Bencaro, a Franz Wagner can get downhill and then make the right read to open shooters. Because as much as these guys are not necessarily great three-point shooters or considered great three-point shooters, they are capable of making an open shot. Um, if you get them an open shot, they're going to make it. Like Marco Fultz will hit an open three. Anthony Black will hit an open three. I'm not worried about those guys hitting open threes. You just got to get it to them, put it in, put it in, in, put it to them in rhythm, and force defenses to get out and cover them. And that's when everything else is going to open up. And that's going to be the gamble. That's going to be the gambit all season. If Wendell Carter is shooting threes, probably not at the level that he shot it on Tuesday night, but at a consistent level like that, where he's a reliable weapon to where defenses and especially big men have to get out on him, that is a game changer for the Orlando Magic because um, they need shooting. And, you know, I, I look at it, I look at that game, Wendell Carter got that three-pointer off the first play of the game. Um, and after he hit, I think, three of those three-pointers, all of a sudden the defense started treating him differently. Um, you know, you could go back and watch the game on league pass if you have it. The way they played him in the second half was very different. Um one of my favorite moves that Wendell Carter does is this kind of slow motion pump fake. He's very deliberate with that pump fake, freezes defenses. He is able to do that because he makes threes, because he is a threat from the three-point line. And he got Jonas Valanciunas once or twice on that pump fake in the second half because all of a sudden Jonas Valanciunas realized, I got to get out and guard him. I got to get out there and defend him there. And Carter's pretty good around the basket. He's better. He's decent at making decisions even off the dribble for a big man. It's a much better passer than I think people give him credit for as well. That is the kind of thing that changes this team and changes the dynamic, changes the ability for the Magic to move guys around on the floor and, yes, to get others open shots because all of a sudden you have to collapse on Wendell Carter driving past you. A, a Burning a guy on a pump fake 
is one of the best things you can do because usually it takes that defender completely out of the play. And if you move the ball quick enough, it forces a rotation, number one. And if you move the ball quick enough, you're going to find an open shot, especially if you can get a cross-court pass to the weak side um, while the defense is rotating over to kind of stop stop that dribble penetration. That is something that Wendell Carter can do very, very well. And that's something that really stood out in Tuesday's game. Now, where Carter gets his three-pointers is, is certainly part of the equation, too. Uh, I am a I'm a big believer that Wendell Carter sometimes settled too much for his three-pointer last year. Um, it's not that I necessarily, you know, I'm, I'm fine with him taking around three and a half attempts per game Four is getting up there. Um, you know, I, I want him in the paint. I think that he's still super valuable for offensive rebounds. He's super valuable for dump downs. You know, the jumper is a great weapon, but I, I do want to see better balance, but most of his three pointers came from the top of the key. Um, you know, trailing, popping on pick and rolls, all of his threes or the majority of his threes in Tuesday's game came from the corner. And this is important. He was not a big corner three-point shooter last year. He made only 22 of 50 of his three, you know, made 22 of 50 of his three-pointers from the corner last year. Um, or, or, I mean, uh, so 50 total attempts. That only accounts for 22.2% of his total three-point attempts last season. Um, in fact, he only took 11 total field goals. He was four for 11 from the right corner. The same place where he made both, according to NBA.com's tracking stats. I counted he made three, but NBA.com's uh, 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 tracking stats had him two for two from the right corner last year. Regardless, one area where the Magic have to be a little bit better at getting threes, if they want the high-quality three-point shots, is getting threes in the corner. And that was something we did see develop throughout Tuesday's game. The Magic were getting threes to the corner. They were making that extra pass to the corner you know, Franz had a corner three. Um, you know, Wendell had a couple corner threes. The, the Magic were able to move the ball really, really effectively. And, and honestly, like, that's kind of the bigger deal. Um, at the end of the day, what we're talking about with Wendell Carter becoming a better shooter is how do we create more space on offense? How do we become more dynamic offensively? The Magic last year were 27th in the league in three-point field goal attempts per game. They were near. They were in the bottom five in the league in passes made per game. Um, I didn't check the passing stats. I'm not sure they're they're tracking passing stats um, this this season or in the preseason. Certainly, the game on Tuesday was a very high possession game, a very high pace game. Um, but it certainly felt like the Magic were passing the ball a lot more, fewer isolations, fewer kind of straight kind of one on one plays. Which you know, Magic weren't like a heavy isolation team, but certainly a lot more than they were in previous seasons. Um, it felt like the Magic were moving the ball really effectively and using the pass to really kind of open things up. And that's going to help this team be better offensively. Um, like I said, I don't think any of us are expecting the Magic to be world beaters on offense, but we expect them to be better. And ultimately the goal is kind of Steve Clifford goal, top 10, in de- top 10 in defense, top half of the league in offense. If you do that, you're going to the playoffs. Just simple, just little, little simple things. Um, and I think there is every belief that the ma- that the Magic, you know, can do this. And, and having a center, you know, being a, being able to play five out, even if not everyone is a shooter, that's going to give this team space to get to the foul line, to get in the paint, to kind of start crashing in and being a much bigger factor uh, overall. So I... It was fun. Like like Tuesday's game, there's a lot of good to come out of Tuesday's game, and, and Wendell Carter's shooting is certainly a promising one. But 
Now we got to start building patterns. Uh, that's that's my big thing. One game can be anything. Two games is a pattern, is a trend. Three games is a pattern. We need to start seeing some patterns and start seeing, okay, what carries over to the next game? What is this team really about? And that's the big thing we have left to talk about today. So Orlando Magic get ready for their second preseason game against Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going to talk about that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Atlanta Magic complete this two-game preseason road trip Friday night, or Thursday night, sorry, Thursday night tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Another really fun opponent, another good up-and-coming young team. They obviously won't have Jared Allen. Um, we'll see who ends up sitting for the Magic. We'll see who ends up who's sitting for the Cavaliers. But at this stage of the preseason, I don't really care about who the opponent is. I know it's good to be going up against more quality opponents, especially a good defensive team like Cleveland. That gives you a good barometer of maybe where you're at. But I think ultimately the focus is still on yourself. The focus is still on what you want to do and what you like to do um, and, and making sure you've kind of hardened your principles and, and understand, okay, this is the things that we like to do. Um, like I said on yesterday's show and, and wrote on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, um, what I really liked about Tuesday's game was that the Magic did appear to get better. They had some struggles early on, and there are some things that, that, that you definitely need to clean up and, and definitely need to improve on and, and, and be more ready to, you know, be, it, it's everything's due. So being ready to play is, is both true, but also you can't be because you don't know what you're going up against. Um, but the one thing I, I really liked is that the mad, you know, the magic got into that hole and they kept grinding, they kept working, they kept, you know, they kept the thing, the main thing, the main thing. And ultimately, they got themselves back into that game. You know, again, they trailed by, by what, eight or – I think it was 12. They trailed by eight or 12. I, I'm not doing math today. Um, after the first quarter, they trailed by one uh, after – it was 12, so 41-30 in the, in, the, in the second quarter. Um, see, I can do math. Um, they trailed by one at halftime. And, and again, the Orleans didn't play their starters in the second half, so it was good to see the Magic starters and then the bench group start to extend that lead out. And in the fourth quarter – all due respect to the guys that played, including Jet Howard, including you know Admiral Schofield and the Exhibit Ten guys, not going to learn a lot at least for big picture items. You know, hey, you want to play hard? Those guys did play hard. There's I, there's some things I really like from those guys there, but you know, again, not going up against kind of rotation level players. I'm not going to lose sleep over. I, I was not going to lose sleep if the Magic lost that game. Um, you know, I think the Magic did their work. They showed okay, we're competitive. You know, we still got work to do, but we gotta we gotta move forward. Um, the big things that I want to see in Thursday's game, again, is continued improvement. I want to see the defense be a little bit tighter, a little bit sharper. I think they made some mistakes, especially early um, defensively. Um, this will be a different defensive challenge. New Orleans wants to run the ball. Cleveland's probably going to slow things down a little bit more, um, you know, uh, with Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, two excellent one-on-one players. 
Um, they're going to slow the ball down a little bit more. So I think Magic will be able to get their defense set a little bit more often than they were uh, on Tuesday. And I think that'll give us a better idea of like, okay, this is what the defense can be. This is where they need to still keep getting better. Um, the biggest thing is they got to clean up the offensive glass. They have to rebound. The way that they play is dependent on them rebounding. Um, they switch a lot, which does create some mismatches, which does create some problems. But if they want to get out and run, get some easy baskets, they got to rebound. They want to prevent three-point attempts. They got to rebound. A lot of a lot of good, a lot of quality three-point shots come off of offensive rebounds. The magic just happened. It's again, my biggest disappointment from Tuesday is that the magic talked on and on and on and on and on about the details. And a lot of those details were there. And they cleaned up a lot of stuff as the game went on. So I don't want to say that that they did completely terribly, but they talked a lot about the details doing the little things it takes to win. And then they gave up nine offensive rebounds in the first half. That just cannot happen. That just, that just can't be a thing. And so I want to see them clean that part up. Um, they cleaned up the turnovers. They had five turnovers in the first quarter. They only had one in the second quarter. Um, I think they finished with uh, uh, 13 for the game, which for first preseason game is really good. Um, I, I think they've re- I think they figured out how to rein in their turnovers a little bit a little bit which which is se- certainly a good sign but I want to see them really hone in on those details and really hone in on those little things continue to make adjustments on the fly continue to learn and grow in the game as much as outside the game uh and just again make it hard for Cleveland to beat you don't give away points to them they're gonna they're gonna come after the glass they're a big team um I know they won't have Jared Allen but they're a big team. Um, and, and again, just keep that offense flowing, keep the ball moving. That was something I was really impressed with in Tuesday's game, keep that ball moving. And and I think we'll have another successful preseason game and and look forward to the magic coming back to the Amway center next week, but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of locked on magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD subscribe to the podcast and Apple podcast. If you're tuning in Himmler, Google play Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them, we sell podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to advice for lace on the Orlando magic. Be sure to check out Orlando magic daily.com. You of course follow me there on Twitter at O magic daily. Also be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando magic hub. You can find that at patreon.com slash Orlando magic hub. That's going to do it for me today though. On our next episode of lockdown magic, we'll break down everything you need to know from the Orlando magic game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So until then for Orlando magic daily and lockdown magic, this has been Philip Rossman, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of lockdown. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.